to God. So right about now, we're going to be going into God's agenda for tonight. And with Jesus' joy, can we celebrate the woman that God has anointed for us tonight as we make welcome, CC? Are you screaming where you are? Glory to God! Oh my God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Lade, that was a powerful one. Thank you so much, Lade. How many of you felt the power of God during the worship and the prayers? It was almost as though we should, you know, go ahead and it should not stop. It was so powerful. It was so powerful. It was so powerful. Um, Lade is a minister of God. Is she's a she's a, a singer. So you would you would um, you would not be angry as she was trying to oppress us with her voice you know she was not oppressing us god god bless you so much i was that was just a joke god bless you so much lady god bless you so much we are so glad to have you among us yes yes it ignited something in me too it ignited something in me too hallelujah 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 you know i i, I read a testimony yesterday that um brought tears to my eyes I read a testimony yesterday from someone that I, as I read it, as I read, as I read the voice, I, I had tears in my eyes. I, I, I had tears in my eyes. You know, one thing about God, I'm, I'm, I'm actually getting so emotional right now. One thing about, about God, one thing about God, one thing about his presence, one thing about God is that when he has instructed you to do something, when he has sent you, if it is his will, then he's going to pay the bills, right? If it is God's will for you to do a particular thing, he's going to pay the bills, whether you feel like it or not. Like I, 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 I was so close to tears and I'm still very close to tears right now because the testimonies that are coming in, they are not something you can buy. They're not something you can pay for. They're not something you can actually, um, actually um, quantify. Like if we were to pay for these things, how much would we pay? But then look at how, look at how God has been so awesome in our midst. And for those of you that are still waiting and trusting God, for those of you that, you know, you are still digging for more. You are still digging for more. Don't worry, you will get to the well. You will get to the well. Keep digging. Keep digging. Can we just appreciate God for tonight? Can we just bless the name of the Lord? Can we just say thank you to Jesus for tonight again? Oh, Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all you have done. Thank you for all you have done. Thank you for all you have done. Lord Jesus, open my heart. Open my eyes. Open my heart to your word. Open my eyes to your word. I want to meet with you. I want to hear from you. My God, Lord God Almighty, Lord, speak to me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because I know I will not live here the same way I have come. I will not live here the same way I have come. I will not live here the same way I have come. For in Jesus, in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so while I was talking, while we were praying, someone made a comment and was that was trying to distract me. Please allow me focus. Allow me focus. Where's the person? Let me look for the person that made the comments and those that were seconding the comments. 
um, I want to, Rhoda, our Sunday, please allow me focus. Allow this woman of God focus. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> but please let me focus. I want to focus on every race, right? Let me focus on every race, right? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I, I want you to place your, ha- your hands on your eyes and say, in the name of Jesus, I receive seeing eyes. In the name of Jesus, I receive hearing ears. In the name of Jesus, I receive an understanding heart. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So glory to the name of the Lord. Glory to the name of the Lord. I'm so excited to have you guys here once again. I'm so excited to have you guys here. It's such a delight, guys. It's such a beautiful, beautiful delight. It's always a delight to have you guys here. It's always a delight. It's um, to the glory of God and to the shame, to the complete, utmost disgrace of the devil. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Favor. I love you too. Thank you, Favor. Thank you, Chidima. I love you too. I don't know how many love is going to... um, you know, my heart is willing to contain, but then the love of God is shared abroad in my heart and I can love as many people at once. Um, you know what I'm talking about when I say I can love as many people at once, right? Ahem. The love of God is shared abroad in your heart too and you can love as many people at once. Um, you know what I mean when I say you can love as many people at once, right? You know, I don't mean like the kind of love as many people at once as that type of love, right? Please. Don't go and um, tell like 10 sisters that you're interested in them. And then when they ask you why, you tell them that you can love as many people at once. Please, please, guys, please. I have to, I have to explain just so that I have to explain. Okay, I was supposed to be introduced like everyone else and a brief intro. Don't worry, they're going to um, paste that um, later. But then <laughs> you guys play too much. But then, okay, um, hallelujah. Don't worry, um, the introduction is going to come. My name is Sissy, and um, yes, there are guys in this boot camp. Glory to God. Okay, so this evening, very quickly, we are going to the topic of this evening. We are going to the topic of this evening. Um, very quickly, we are going to the topic of this evening. And uh, the topic is your identity in Christ. Let me tell you, I, I hope you have your your Bibles by your side. I hope you have your books by your side. I hope you have your everything, your pen, your jotter. I hope you have everything by your side because we're going to be digging into God's word. And this topic is so dear to me. This topic is so dear to me. This topic, if you're, let me um, say to those that are distracted by the chats, you can just click on the, on the, um, what's the name? on the green icon where we have our name so that you can just concentrate if you'll be distracted by the chat so that you don't get distracted, right? Like I was saying, this topic is so dear to my heart. And I will tell you the reason why it's so dear to my heart. Some years back, I I, I was just, um, you know, I've been a church girl. I was born in the church, you know. When I say born in the church, you know, I don't mean literally. I was born into, Christ, into a Christian home, into a Christian family, I was everything um, godly, Christian, every morning having morning devotion and stuff like that, you know. So um, it got to a point where I, I, I left home. I left home. Nobody was monitoring me. And when you leave home, nobody's monitoring you anymore to fast. Nobody's monitoring you anymore to pray. No parents are waking you up anymore for morning devotion, right? Um, 
no one is um, waking you up anymore for morning devotion and all that, right? Um, 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 no one is doing all those things anymore. No one is doing all those things anymore. And so I got to a point, it got to a point in my life where I, I was, I was, I was seeking, I was seeking God, right? I was seeking this truth. I was like, okay, so who is, who is, who is God? Like, who is, who, who is he really? I know um, my parents compel us to have morning devotions. We are compelled to study the Bible. We are compelled to go to church. If your parents were workers in church, you know what I mean. Very early in the morning, you get up and you start running to church. You wake up very early and you start to run to church. Okay, but then I've come to a point in my life where I really needed to know God by myself. Okay, all these things I've been hearing, are they true? What exactly is the validity of all these things I've been hearing? And so that was when my, my own journey began. That was when my journey began. I, I began to, I began to actually seek God actively for myself. I began to actually seek God actively. And I'm sure that as many of you that are here listening to me tonight, you are here because you are seeking God actively. If you're not seeking God, there is nothing you'll be looking for here. There is nothing that will make you come here. There is nothing on earth that will make you come here. So I was, I was, I was actively seeking God. I was like, okay, so who is this God? Who is this? Who is this God? What, what's going on? And so I began to discover. I began to discover. I, I began to find out that some of the things that I was told growing up as a child, some of them were not so accurate. How did I know? I discovered through the word of God. And so it got to a point again that an hunger, a, a kind of hunger was set in my heart for my identity. Okay, so, okay, I know a little bit of God right now, but who am I? I know a little bit of God right now, but how about me? Who am I? Who am I really in this Christ? You know, I began to search like it was a lost needle in a big house. I was searching. My heart was burning. Who, who am I in Christ? Lord Jesus, who am I in you? And then I found it. And then that's what I'm, I'm here to share. That's what I'm here to share to you guys this evening. Your identity in Christ. Guys, see, if you can understand what is being taught, if you can understand what is being taught tonight, I tell you, there is no way on earth anyone born of a woman or any demon is going to be able to threaten you. There is no way on earth. I say it and I say it emphatically. I say it as a brag and as a boast in God that there is no way anything is going to be able to threaten you. They've not, they never born that thing. You know, there is no way anything is ever going to be able to threaten you. So let us go ahead. Let's go ahead. I want us to open our Bibles. If you're with your Bibles, as I guess you already are, you already are. Open your Bibles, please. Let's try not to stay distracted. We are staying on the focus of God's word tonight, right? Some of you are going to live here very angry. Some of you are going to live here very angry and you are going to go back to face the demons that have faced you. Some of you are going to live here very angry. You are going to go back to face the patterns that have faced you and you will deal with them ruthlessly. You will deal with them ruthlessly. Let's go ahead. Um, oh, Jesus, help us tonight. Luke chapter 14. Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 14, verse 1 to 13. Luke 14, 1 to 13. Luke 14, 1 to 13. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I I I I before I before I go back before I go back before I go back into that um um to the scripture before I go back to the scripture I want to tell you I want to I want to let you know why you must discover your identity in Christ I want to make you understand why you must discover your identity in Christ number 1 you must discover your identity keep the scripture we're going to go back to the scripture we're going to open the scripture tonight right keep the scripture by the side i want to tell you why you must discover you must discover your identity in christ why must you discover your identity your identity in christ right why must you discover your identity in christ are you writing please bring your writing materials bring your writing materials by the by your side why you must discover your identity in Christ sorry i meant to say look for 1 to 13 not look for 10 sorry look for 1 to 13 look for 1 to 13 not look for 10 that was a mistake guys look for 1 to 13 look for 1 to 13 why you must discover your identity in Christ why you must discover your identity in Christ so let's go back to the scripture now i'm going to list why you must discover your identity in Christ but let's go back to the scripture this scripture is talking about the temptation of Jesus right why Jesus Christ was tempted he was tempted i i i read from here he said and Jesus being full of the holy ghost returned from jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness being 40 days tempted of the devil and in those days he did eat he did eat nothing and when he, they were ended he afterward hungered And the devil said unto him, please listen. And the devil said unto him, if thou be the son of God, command this stone that it may be made bread. And Jesus answered him and said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Verse 5 he says, and the devil taking him up into a high mountain, showed him, showed unto him all the kingdoms of this world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee and the glory of them for that is delivered unto me and to whomever I will I give it if thou wilt therefore worship me all shall be thine and Jesus answered and said unto him get thee behind me satan for it is written thou shall worship the lord thy god and in alone thou shall serve and he brought him up to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him If thou be the son of God cast thyself from thence for it is written he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee and in thy hands shall they bear thee up lest thou shalt dash thy foot against the stone and Jesus answered and said unto him thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God and when the devil had ended the temptations it departed from his season let me tell you why you must understand your identity in Christ number 1 You must understand your identity in Christ because it is what gives you the edge. It is what gives you the edge over life's challenges. You must understand your identity in Christ because it is what gives you the edge over principalities. That's your number 1. You must understand your identity in Christ because it is what gives you the bragging rights. Your identity in Christ, listen, is your bragging right. Your identity in Christ is what you stand and you brag upon. That listen, I am a child of God. Look at how Jesus was tempted. The son of God, guys. God in his own right. By right Jesus was God. 
Jesus is God. Jesus is the Son of God. And he was tempted of the devil. A whole Jesus was tempted of the devil. Now let's imagine Jesus didn't know who he was in Christ. Let's imagine he didn't know how he was, how, you know, his position in Christ. This is somebody trying to taunt him. Look, for example, somebody brings a child to you. You are 20, for example. And someone brings a 13-year-old child to you and says, if you really are 20, if you if you really are an adult, prove it by beating this 13-year-old boy. On a normal day, you know you can beat the boy. You know, you know that you have you are more powerful than that boy. But did but you know, people still want to just touch your pride, to just have a have a touch on your ego to see how powerful are how powerful do you really know you are? A person that does not know, you know, is um, a person that does not know the power he wields will try to beat the boy just to prove to the world that yes, I am powerful. But the person that knows the power he wields will not even bother. It will not bother because, come on, whatever you say, whether you say it, whether you know it or whether you don't know it, I know I am an adult. I know I am older than this boy. I know that if you put me and this guy in a room, I know I would be able to overpower him. Your identity in Christ is what helps you make mockery of the temptations of Satan. Listen, every time Jesus and Satan will come to te- you could Satan will come to tempt you. He will come to tempt you, just come to put things in your front. If you don't know who you are in Christ, you will fall for cheap temptations. You will fall for cheap things. You will fall for it cheaply. But then you know your identity in Christ. You know the one you boast on. You know the one you brag upon. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. This is what some men of God know. This identity in Christ is what some men of God know. This identity in Christ is what some people of God know that they are able to say that, see, nobody can torment me in this life. Nobody can torment me. And really, nobody can torment them. And this is what I want you to know too. So that you will be able to stand and say, listen, this is who I am. You can't, you can't, you can't come to my front and start fronting. I am a child of God. I am a, you know, you know, have, have, have your, have your base on which you brag. Have your base on which you stand, on which you stand in God. Right? Your identity in Christ is what gives you the edge. Daniel chapter 11 verse, 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 verse 32. It says, they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. If you know your God, you will know who you are in God. If you know your God, you will know your position. Daniel 11.32, I repeat, Daniel 11.32. You, you must know your God. You must know who you are in this God. You must know your share. You must know your courts in this, in this God, in this, in this um, kingdom that all of us are shouting. What is your own share? What is your own part? You must know it. Because it is your bragging right to it is your it is your it is your it, it, it is your edge. It is what gives you the edge. Number two, you must know your identity in Christ because it is the reason you will be able to enjoy all the realities of Christ in Christ. Sorry, you must know your identity in Christ because it is the reason you will be able to enjoy the realities that are in Christ Jesus. I know that you've heard that. I know that many times you have heard, many times you have heard that, oh, um, 
um, Jesus, um, God owns the cattle on the thousand. You've heard many, how many promises have you heard in Christ? Sit down and think. How many promises have you heard in Christ? You've heard a thousand of them. You've heard a million and one of them. But yet, some people are still not able to step into it. Some people are still not able to step into these ideas, these, these promises because they don't know. Because they don't know. Listen, the story of the prodigal son, whenever you read the story of the prodigal son, I don't just want you to read it with a passing mind. I want you to actually concentrate, concentrate on that story. The story of the prodigal son. Something very, very beautiful happened in that story. One day, the prodigal, the, 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 the boy we know as the prodigal son stood up and said, see, I'm tired. I'm tired of this life, right? I'm tired of everything. I'm, I'm tired of living under you. You can find the story in Luke 15, verse 11 to 32. Luke 15, 11 to 32. You can find that story in Luke 15, 11 to 32. The story of the prodigal son. One day the prodigal son stood up and said, See, I am tired of all these things. I'm tired of what's happening. I want my share. I want my share of father. He told his father. He said, Father, I want my share of the national cake. What we call national cake in Nigeria. You know, Father, I want my share of these things that you have. I want my share of the resources you have. I want my share. I want to go. And the father stood up and shared the property to him and told him be going and then he went to a far country and he squandered everything and he came back empty-handed when he came back the father the father um, threw a big party for him when he came back the father threw a party for him the father was rejoicing and the elder brother had an issue with it the other brother said i have been in this house for this all these years i have been your child i have been serving you faithfully i have never for once gone against your command i have never for once disobeyed you this boy my younger brother woke up suddenly one day demanded for his goods went ahead to the land to faraway lands squandered it came back and you still have the gods you still have the gods to kill a fatted ram for him fattened ram for him you still have the guts to celebrate his welcome let me tell you I, this is where i'm going the father said to the prodigal son he said all that i have all that is in my house is yours you have never for have you ever asked me of anything and i did not give you have you ever stood up one day and demanded for anything and i did not give you I just hope that you listening to me today, you are not like the elder brother of the prodigal son. That you have access to the riches of God. You have access to his promises. And you have never for one day stood up and placed a demand on these things. I hope you are, you are, not, you are not shrieking at the face of fear whenever troubles come. I hope you are not like the elder brother of the prodigal son. Many times we are very quick to condemn the prodigal son. But many times too, let us learn from him. The prodigal son knew the property, he knew his rights in his father's house. He knew his rights and that was why he was able to wake up and demand for his properties. How many of you one day have woken up to demand for your properties? I'm not saying you are not going to squander it in a faraway land. You are going to enjoy it in Christ. How many of you have woken up one day to demand for your properties? How many of you, how many of you um, are faced with, with demons and then you, 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 you run, you go and hide 
you are not you are not able to stand and face the devil some people are facing are facing trials tribulations they are facing a lot of things and instead of them to stand stand in god and proclaim their rights in christ they go and start saying but god i've been serving you all my life why is my life like this why is my life like this why am i not why am i not today that nonsense is going to stop in the name of jesus it is going to stop it has to stop in the name of jesus it is going to stop a lot of people you know i i i i i i see a lot of people say but lord i'm serving you lord i'm obeying you lord have you have you have you placed a demand let me tell you something god can god can god can do anything uh you know but what god will never do what god will never do right it is to withhold withhold your withhold your rights from you when you demand for it withhold your it will not it will not withhold your rights from you when you demand for it right so it is the reason you will be able to enjoy these realities in christ when you understand your identity that is when you will be able to enjoy it is when you will be able to enjoy the realities you have in christ hallelujah the third point is you must understand your identity so that you will be able to overcome the tricks of the devil so that you will be able to overcome the tricks of the devil look at jesus guys look at jesus Luke chapter 4 verse 1 to 13 Jesus was tempted he was dragged for every bus eh that the devil gave to Jesus he gave, there was a corresponding boast see please don't 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 be that person that just sits down and then you are just you temptations come when the when the devil brings it hot you give him hot hot when, when that is when you understand your identity when you understand your identity this night you will understand your identity your eyes will be open to it let me let me show you some other things i'm coming we will go into the identity in christ and then some of you see some of you will not be able to sleep tonight until you address those issues that you know troubling you some of you will not be able to sleep tonight and you know happily so I, i'll be happy for it i'll be happy to hear your testimonies so you know uh, I must, I must, I must, I must say, I must say before we go into your identity, identity in Christ, I must say that some of you are carrying identities that are not your own. I said, Luke chapter 4, verse 1 to 13. Luke 4, 1 to 13. Luke 4, the same um, text, our text. Luke 4, 1 to 13. Okay, some of you are carrying identities that don't belong to you. Some of you are carrying things that don't belong to you. Some of you are carrying baggages that don't belong to you. You know, what, what people have formed to be their identity. Some people are suffering from, some people are suffering from low self-esteem right now. Some people are suffering from, um, from, you know, from all sorts. Just because, just because the identity they have carried on them, the identity they have worn on them doesn't belong to them. It doesn't belong to you. This night, as we are digging into the word of God, right? As we are digging into the word of God, I, I, you know, you know, um, let me talk about the identity some, some people have. The identity some people have right now, as I'm speaking to you, the identity some people have has been, the identity some of you have, let me not even use some people, let me talk to you directly. The identity some of you have was what your parents told you growing up um 
the 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 issues you know your parents maybe there was something you did maybe you were you were not such so much of a bright student in class and so you were always reminded of how dull you are of how of how much of a dollar of how your sister is better than you right of how you always you wrote exams and you failed repeatedly you were always reminded of that of that of that past you know that the dirty part of you and so unknowingly to you unknowing to you you have held on to those things unknowing to you you have held on to those things you you did not know you have held on to those things some of you were born into families that some of you were born into families where you know um that we are poor right you were born into a poor background you were born into families of poor people maybe your parents were poor you were living from hand to mouth and then unconsciously unconsciously you you kind of just feel like you you are you are struggling to make it you are trying to make it you are you are going you are you are you are getting the jobs you are doing everything necessary but then you you somehow there is this mind in you right that you somehow feel will I ever be able to make it will I will I really will I really ever be able to be rich it is a mindset that needs to be broken tonight some of you have come from broken homes you have come from you know broken homes where your your parents you know you you they, they you, you you had issues you had issues your parents had issues with one another and and you are maybe you you, you so I'm sorry if this was your reality I'm so sorry but then I I want to I want to really discuss some things tonight right I'm so sorry if this was your reality I don't mean to awaken thoughts but then I want to just break some things tonight right am I is is, is that is that is that all right is that all right okay thank you so um I was I was saying that some of you have come from broken homes where you feel like um there are some there are some there are some um 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 things you know your parents uh, experience maybe you saw your dad always beating your mom or maybe your 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 father never gave your mother money and you don't know you don't know as you saw your dad always beating your mom you somehow it's from the mindset in you but you don't know it from the mindset of you and that's why anytime you meet a guy right now you meet a guy that is doing well you meet a guy that you know wants to take care of you you know and and wants you to also contribute to his life you meet a guy that that is ready to go all out for you you are skeptical you are like wait though can somebody be really this good can someone really be this good how can someone be this perfect at least at least let us fight small at least let me let me push him to the wall let us let us at least hit me at least beat me at least eh hey, hey, i will know that you love me because it is not your fault it is not your fault but this mindset you picked them from when you were a child you don't know these these things are these things are these things are mindset they are limiting mindset that have come to form your identity some of you have come from have come from areas where you know women women are just never women are just never women are seen as second hand materials and so you you feel like you, you you see women doing things you see women doing great things and you're like which one is women doing great things i beg let me just marry and be a full time housewife i beg that's my job you have dreams you have aspirations but then 
you, you, you really feel like which one is the women going all out and women doing all that I want you to sit down and study the patterns in your life now take your pens and take your take your jotters what are those those things that you have struggled with what are those limiting mindsets that you have struggled write it all all out write write them all out i want you to write it out write it out what are the fears you have you've come to have growing up what are those things you've you've come to fear what are those things you see that are, are limiting your life write it out in your book write it out i want you to really write it out i hope you are writing i'm going to give you a few minutes to write malada write it out what are those things that people have called you that you have decided to call yourself what are those things that you heard as a child that somehow it's still there whether you whether you try to fight it off or not somehow it's, it's still there write it out write it out write write those things out everything leave nothing out spare nothing who are you who do you say you are jesus asked his disciples he said who do men say i am you who do you say you are what are those things you have held this is a practical right now right write it out write it out write it out write write them out write everything out everything everything and then by the grace of god tonight we are going to be dealing with them one after the other listen the things you're about to hear the things you're about to hear i want it i want the word of god to pierce your heart i want the word of god to perform a surgery on your heart tonight i want the word of god to to yes keep writing them even when if, even if you're crying as you're writing them write it write it even if you're you are you 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 it might be embarrassing but it's not embarrassing to you write it out write it out write write them out write them out jesus is going to be performing his surgery on our hearts tonight he's going to be dealing with everything one after the other tonight everything you don't need to write it in the chat box you don't need to you know tell or so that we don't need to you know peep into it but then you by yourself write it in your notes your notepad write everything out glory to god you know some people some people struggle with now i want to go now we are going into your you've written everything out right very good have you written everything out let me know if you've written if you if you're done writing let me know if you're done writing let me know if you are done writing. I really want this to be as practical as possible. If you're not done writing, don't worry, you can keep writing. You don't okay. 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 So um let me know if you're done writing. If you're not done writing, keep writing. Keep writing. Glory to God. So now we're going to be going to your identity in Christ. Who Jesus asked his disciples. He says, Who do men say that I am? He asked his disciples. He says, Who do men say that I am? Even though you, you cannot finish writing everything now, when you are done, you revisit it. Write everything out on a, on a piece of paper. Write on a, in, your, in your journal. Write it out. Jesus asked his disciples. He says, Who do men say that I am? Right? He asked his disciples one day. He was curious. He had been performing miracles. He had been performing healings. He had been performing signs. He had been performing wonders, you know. But one day, he was curious. He really wanted to know. That's in the book of Matthew 16, 13 to 19. Matthew 16, 13 to 19. He says, who do men say that I am? 
who do men really say that I am? And then people were, were they were they were giving response. They said some some say you are Elijah, some say you are John the Baptist, some say you are this, some say you are that. And then he, he left off asking who men said he was. And then he turned to the disciples. He says, he asked his disciples, he says, Okay, you, who do you say that I am? And then his disciples, some of them said different things. Some of them said different things. He said different things. I, 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 if, if Jesus did not, you know, maybe if, if we were in the position of Jesus right now, answering those questions, you know, you have written what people have said about you that have formed limiting mindsets. Now ask yourself, the, 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 the third question right now would be to ask yourself, who do I say that I am? Now I'm asking you, who do you say that you are? Now I want us to ask, who does Christ say that we are? Because really, really, it's only the person that has paid the bills for you that has the right to define who you are. It's only the person that has that that created you that has the right to define who you are. Every other opinion, every other opinion, squeeze them, eh, throw them into the trash can and forever they should be squeezed thrown into the trash can never to be revisited again honestly because it's only your creator that has the rights to tell you who you are it's only your creator that has the rights to say you know you know you know you know that word you know that song we sing who has the final say jehovah has the final say that word that song comes into it comes handy it comes in handy now it comes in handy now because it is who Christ says you are that you are. It's not even who you say you are that you are. It is who Christ says you are that really matters. Right? It's what makes the courts who Christ says you are. So number one, number one, yes, yes, the song makes a lot of sense now. The song will make a lot of sense now. Number one, who, who are you in Christ? What is your identity in Christ? Number one, you have been adopted. Number one, you have been what? You have been adopted. Open your Bible to Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. You know, Romans chapter 8 verse... Sorry, verse 15. Romans 8 15. It says, For ye have not received the bondage, the spirit of bondage again to fear. For ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Let me, let me, let me, let me tell you what... what um, uh, the first time I encountered this scripture, Romans chapter 8, and I saw that we have received the spirit of adoption, I had an issue. I had an issue. I said, why would it be adoption? Why Why not, like, why Why adoption? Like, why am I not God's real child? Did, why did he have to adopt me? And then I went into, into reading about adoption right i went into reading about adoption i just wanted to understand you know this is one thing with studying the scriptures don't worry by next week we're going to be dealing with how to study the scriptures this is one thing we studied the scriptures just to understand a bible verse you can you it you don't mind what it will take you even though it will take you going to study so many other things just to understand that one bible verse it's going to mean a lot so i was like okay so what is adoption like why did jesus say we are adopted are we not his real children and then I started reading about the process of adoption. If you are here and you've ever adopted a child, or if you are here and you've ever heard about someone that adopted a child, please respect them. 
because adoption is not an easy process the process of adoption is a long it's a long long process there are there are there are things there are steps you will go through there are you know checks and checks and checks you will go through there are a lot of things a lot of places you will need to pass just a lot of things you will need to be you will need to be satisfied to say oh at the end of the day for them to actually give you that child that you know you seek now listen jesus god wanted us god wanted us but we had we had we had the nature of sin we had the nature of adam so god went through the process of adoption he, listen 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 he sent his son jesus christ through a a maiden called mary he had to come become a baby grow up learn he had to you know um um suffer the cross he had to endure the pain of the cross he had to do all these things just so that he will be able to say yes now you are my child listen listen adoption is only called adoption when it is legal and in this case in this case the father our father god completed the process he signed the legal documents he did everything necessary but this time around he didn't use money he used the blood of his precious son jesus so so just imagine yourself in a room imagine yourself in a room with so many children hoping to be adopted by parents imagine yourself in a room with so many children hoping to be adopted you know by parents and imagine god stepping into that room and says i choose you kai i i think i think that's that's so powerful and that was what christ did god did he stepped into the room and listen he did not even look at, he did not even see you before he chose you ever before you were formed in your mother's womb he says i chose you <laughs> like ever before that time you were formed in your mother's womb he already chose you he picked interest in a child he had not seen he picked interest in someone he doesn't even know he picked interest with your flaws with your with your with with if you have tribal marks with your tribal marks with everything you had he picked interest he said it is you i want come on now come on what what beats that tell me which parents adopt a child they have not seen tell me which parents adopt a child they have not seen jesus did it first god did it first he stepped into it and he elected you so the next time the devil is trying to come and tell you nonsense please remind him remind him of first peter 2 verse 9 to 10 remind him that you are a chosen generation he chose you guys he chose you remind him that you are a royal priesthood remind him that you are a holy nation a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light come on now come on now <laughs> come on now 
It says, which were in time past, not a people. In the time past, you were not his people. But now you are the people of God. You have obtained mercy. You have now obtained mercy. Guys, I think this is a good place to rejoice. I think this is a good place to rejoice. So the next time, the next time, the next time you want to receive threats, the next time you want to receive, you know, you know, threats, know that somebody chose you. The next time the, the, the guy you are in a relationship with tells you that, you know what, I don't think I'm interested in you anymore. Okay. Okay. Someone is interested in you. Don't, don't, don't go and lie down and start playing sad songs. Don't go and lie down and start thinking of, of sad things because come on, the king of the whole universe chose you. And I think that's the kind of truth that, that's, that's like, that's the kind of choice that matters. The next time you ask a girl out, you know, you ask her, you know, to, to, for a relationship and she says, no, you're not my kind of guy. Please, I hope you remember that you are God's kind of child. I hope you will remember that you are God's kind of child. Right? I hope you will remember that you are God's kind of child. It's okay that you are not, you are not my kind of guy. You're not my kind of girl. You know, you might have said it to people. And even the people you said it to, they are God's kind of child. <laughs> or somebody might have said it to you, but know today that you are God's kind of child. You are his choice. He chose you. He chose you. Jesus really chose you. He really did that, guys. He really, really, really did that. Really, emphasize really did that. The king of the universe chose you. He placed the crown on your head. He says, he, he, he looked at you and, and called you and called you precious. Come on now. What beats that? What beats that? The next time you look at yourself, I hope you will look at yourself as someone a king is interested in. I hope you will look at yourself as someone a, a king, you know, had to come to earth to die for. I hope you will remember. I hope you will remember that a king chose to die for you. You know, this is one. This is not one of those Nollywood movies where you know a prince wants to die for his lo his lover. And then, no, no, this one is the king of the universe dying for you. He literally died, guys. He died on the cross. If you don't remember anything, remember this one. Remember it. Remember it. Hold on to it. Hold on to this truth tight. Hold on tight to this truth. Remember. Remember. The second point, we're going to be done in a matter of minutes. But then I, let, let, let this word set your heart on fire. The second point, you are loved. You are loved. Oh, nobody loves me. Nobody around me loves me. Nobody Please, somebody loves you enough to die for you. And I don't know what, what other kind of love makes sense. Of course, I know that it is important, right, for humans to, to love you. It is important to want to be loved and be loved. But then, I, I want to explain. I know you're in a relationship and your guy tells you every day that he loves you. Or maybe you are married and then your husband tells you every day that he loves you. Or you have a child that you love so much. But I want to tell you that no love, please listen to me, no love beats this one. No love beats this one. At least your, your, husband, your, your handsome guy, your Prince Charming, saw you first before he said, now nah, I want to do life with this girl, right? You saw the guy first before you said you want to do life with this girl. But this God, 
didn't even see you. He just had you in mind. Guys, he, he just had you in mind. He thought of you. And he said, no, I want to send my child to die for this girl. Right? I want to send my child. You know, this one is not... How many of you have ever gone into a relationship with someone you've not seen? Please, if you're into a relationship with someone you've not seen, I don't know. I don't know. But then I just want to say, how many of you have gone into a relationship with someone you have not seen before? You've not seen this person, no. It's just uh, audio love, right? It's not possible right now. It's not possible. But this person loved you from the womb. <laughs> he loved you from the womb. Guys, before you were formed in your mother's womb, he already loved you. Loved you. Isaiah 49 verse 15. Isaiah 49 verse 15. He says, can a woman forget her sucking child? That she should not have the child on the compassion. She should not have compassion on the son of her womb. He says, yes. They may forget, but I will not forget thee. If you have a child here, you will know how I, I, I've had, I've heard people who have children talk about the kind of love they have for their child. And sometimes, so many times, they cannot explain the love. So many times, they cannot explain the love. They, 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 they cannot explain the love they have for their children. They're like, oh my God. I, 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 I cannot explain the kind of love I have for this child. I can't explain the kind of love I have for this child. You know, but let me tell you something that happened one day in my church, in my home church. Something happened in my home church one day. And then we, were, we, went, to, we went outside, we went to a meeting outside, right? We went to do something. And then there was this woman, she carried her baby. She carried her baby to the meeting. She took her baby. The boy's name is John. She took her baby to the meeting, right? And um, she, the baby was a very, very handsome and, you know, very cute baby, very lovable boy, you know. So everybody was playing with the child. People were just playing with the child. And so people got busy. The mother got busy. She entered into, she entered into her bus, her car, her husband's car, and they drove home. She and the other two children, and her husband, they drove home. They got home and they were doing, they were just having fun, they were laughing, they were playing. When all of a sudden they looked around and were like, wait, where is John? Where is John? Where is John? They started looking for John. They started looking for their baby. This guy was a baby. They started looking for their John. Where is John? Just, this boy, <laughs> a handsome, chubby looking, fine boy was forgotten by his parents. It was that moment I knew that, oh, oh, really, really, your parents that gave birth to you can actually forget you. Your own, your own parents, and I'm praying for those that have parents that, you know, have forgotten them, don't even care about them. I'm praying for you right now that in the name of Jesus, the love of God comes upon your heart and you remember always that you have a father who loves you. And so, they were, where's John? Where's John? See, race, they had to run back to church. And they were looking for John. They were looking for John. And they were like, oh my God. It was that moment that the mother said, oh, so this Bible verse is really, really true. That a mother can forget a suckling child. But, but I, the almighty God, cannot forget you. Let that sink deep. A 
a child that you brought out of your womb, ask, maybe you should go on a tour to ask mothers the kind of love they have for their children. Maybe you should go and ask mothers the kind of love they have for their children. It's deep. It's something they cannot explain. But do you know that even as, as deep as this is, the love of God is deeper. See, anywhere God, anywhere any man's love stops, you think that this, oh my God, this love is so deep. You know, the, the person does everything for you and you're like, this love is so deep. Know that God's love starts from somewhere deeper. Somewhere deeper. Guys, somewhere deeper. And truth be told, truth be told, people's love for you is conditional. Your parents' love for you is even conditional. If your parents are not giving birth to you, they will not love you the way they love you. They will not care for you the way they care for you. But God's love, what does God stand to gain in, 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 in pouring in, you know, this love that he has for you? You are loved. You are loved. I'm speaking to that person that, that has battled with identity crisis, that has battled with, you know, hatred all around. I'm speaking to your heart. And I'm speaking to your souls. I'm speaking the love of God into your heart, into your, into the deepest part of your being. I am telling you that, sis, bro, God really loves you. I'm speaking to you, and I pray that right now, as I'm speaking, the love of God comes upon you. That the love of God, you, 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 you are exposed. Your eyes are open to this love, this love that God has for you. He says, what kind of love is this that a man laid down his life for his friend? In the name of Jesus, your, 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 your heart is expanded to receive. As many that have been struggling to receive this love of God. In the name of Jesus, your heart is open enough to receive this love. You open, your heart is open to receive this love. Even when it doesn't make sense, your heart is open to receive this love in the name of Jesus. Your heart is open to receive this love. Never again will you question God's love for you. Never again would you actually ask, does God really love me? You will never ask that question again because right now your heart is opened and you understand that God's love, God loves you with a depth, with a depth that no human can discover in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, listen, he didn't consider your physical appearance. People might have called you names. They might have called you, called you all sorts of things, but he didn't even consider your physical appearance. And even when, when he even considered your physical appearance, he called you beautiful. He called you precious. He called you holy. He called you royalty. That is what he called you. <laughs> that is what he called you. That it was, that, that is what he calls you. Even still this very date. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. The third point. The third point is you are justified. You are justified. You are justified. This particular point is for those that are battled with guilt. This particular point is for those that battle with guilt from time to time. For those that battle with guilt. Listen. Listen, listen to me, please. That guilt does not have any legal, it doesn't have a legal reason to be in your life. It doesn't have no, it, it has no legal reason to be in your life. 
I'm going to tell you a story right now. I'm going to tell you a story. You know, I I want to tell you a story of 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 two slaves that we are working in a, in a in a farmland. Two slaves that we are working in a farmland. And so those slaves were working. They were working in this farmland and one day somebody was generous enough to see how these slaves were suffering. And then the person came and said, you know what? I want to buy the freedom of these slaves. You know how it is done in the olden days. You can actually come and buy slaves. You can come over to buy the freedom, right, of slaves. You can come over to buy the freedom of slaves, right? Um, and so the, this man came and says, I want to buy the freedom of these slaves. And says, please take this money. Uh, I'm purchasing the slaves' freedom. And then he purchased the freedom of these slaves. And one of them took their book, took the, the paper, the scroll that was given to them. He read it and he saw that, oh, from now on, I'm actually no longer a slave. That one rejoiced and ran. He left, he left, the, he left the, the farm and stopped working as a slave. But the second person, the second person just took the scroll and kept it by the side. You know, I kept working as a slave. He, he, did not, he did not take out the time to open the scroll to see what had been written. He did not take out the time to open the scroll to actually see what had been written right he did not take out the time to see what that so he kept walking he kept walking he kept walking he kept walking as a slave even when the other slave was you know gone he kept walking as a slave this one this particular um um um, um slave the day he took his time to say okay let me even see what was written in this scroll and opened it that was the day his freedom came some of you are suffering from guilt some of you are struggling with baggages that don't belong to you because you have refused to open the Bible, the scroll that your father gave you. Some of you are struggling. You're struggling with all form of because you have refused to open the scroll that your father gave you. He came and legally bought your bride. He bought you over. He bought you over. He delivered you from being a slave to sin. He delivered you from being a slave to fear. He delivered you from being a slave to, to, your, to, to, to feel the desires of the devil. And he handed you a scroll. The scroll he handed you was the word of God. And in that scroll, it is written that you are not guilty. Listen to me. Listen to me, please. Whatever you did in the past... Whatever it is you have done in the past, I am here to tell you that the moment you, you accepted the identity of Christ, he pronounced you as not guilty. He pronounced you as not guilty. The moment you are, you, 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 you are, um, 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 accepted the life of Christ, Jesus pronounced you as not guilty. Open your Bible. Let me show you. Let me show you so that you will understand. Open your Bible to Romans chapter 8, verse 1 to 3. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. To those who are in Christ Jesus, to them who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. 
No, see, 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 please listen to me. No condemnation means no condemnation. There is no how you want to explain it again. No condemnation means no condemnation. No condemnation means no condemnation. For no, no, there is therefore now no condemnation to them. So every time you come to hear, every time you hear those voices accusing you in your head, saying all sorts of things, I want you to know today that those voices are illegal occupants. Those voices in your head, they are illegal occupants. And will you send them packing? Or will you will you allow them rent a space in your heart? Because listen, their voices always vying to get your attention. Different voices are always vying to get your attention. Different voices are always struggling to get your attention. Voices of voices of of shame, voices of guilt, voices of your past. They are always struggling, struggling to get your attention. The devil is always trying to remind you. And then, then, then there is the voice of God, the voice of God that 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 is always speaking to you. It is the one you give attention to that succeeds. It is the voice that you feed that has the strength to succeed. So today, it will do you a lot of good if you begin to feed the voice of God through the word of God. It will do you a lot of good, good if you begin to, to, to feed. It will do you a lot of good if you begin to feed the voice of God, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. It is the one that you feed that will have strength to talk. See the voices in your head as human beings. See the voices in your head as human beings. This one is a human being. This one is a human being. This one is a human being. Name them. Call them by their name. Call them by names. Give them um, um, funny names, you know. Just see the voices in your head. Today, from, from today, um, name, I want you to name the voices in your head. The ones that come and tell you nonsense. The ones that come and tell you how ugly you are. Give it a name. The one that comes to tell you how how undesirable you are, give it a name. The, and then the voice of God, of course, give it a name. That, that one, the name is the voice of God. And then day by day, call call it by their names. I don't want to give it give him so give those voices some kind of names, human names, in case there are any humans bearing those names here. So, um, what, what kind of name should we give those um, voices? Let me say the one that always tells you how ugly you are. Let me see suggestions in the comments. Is that does anybody have any suggestion in the comments? Okay, Lagbaja. Good. Give it a name, Lagbaja. And then give the other one, Noisemaker. Give the other one, um, which other one? Give the other one, Lagbaja. Another one, Noisemaker. And give another one, Karashika. <laughs> oh my god, what, what kind of suggestions are these? Yeah. Give the other one soup. Oh, Subaru can actually be a child, a name of someone. I don't know. But then uh, give the other one over Sabi. And then call, call all these things by their names. Whenever you hear anyone coming to tell you how ugly you are, tell me, Subaru, can you shut up? Or Lagbaja, can you just keep quiet? Like, like starve, starve them. Starve them, starve them of attention. Starve them, starve them of attention. Anytime you want to face, anytime you want to face giants, maybe you want to go and you 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 have a presentation in the office to make, and then one one voice is always reminding you of how you flopped. That voice is always reminding you of how you flopped. 
right? Of how you flopped the last time and how you are going to flop again this time. Call it by its name. And say, Karashika, can you just, can you just, just shut up? You are a loser. Tell it you are, you are a loser. You, you are a loser. Call it by, as it, you know, you know, rubbish him, drag it, drag those, drag those voices in the mud. Mud those voices. And I'm telling you, you can, you can, you can drag, you, you will, you will only be able to drag those voices in the mud when you know what God says about you. That's the only time you can, you can be able to drag those voices in the mud. You can be able to drag those voices in the mud when you are able to know what God says about Like, drag, rubbish those voices. Rubbish them. Do what your father, Jesus, did. When he took the keys of death and hell, what did he do? He made an open show of Satan in hell. He made an open show of Satan. You know how those markets women fight and they clap on each other. Hey! That was what Jesus did for real, guys. For real. He made an open show. How can you go to someone's home and disgrace him? Jesus beats the devil home and away. Come on now. Come, he's not anybody's mate, though. Listen, you are not anybody's mates. You are not anybody's mates. You are you are not you are not on any demon's level. We'll get to that point. Jesus beat the devil home and away. He went, he, he, away, away was when he was on the earth. You know, the devil was planning tricks to kill him. The devil thought he had won. But oh, plot twist. He died and he rose again. When he rose again, what happened? He went to hell. <laughs> he went to hell and made an open show. Some of you actually think that if you watch wrestling, you will know what you will know what that open show means. That open show that the devil that that Jesus made of the devil was not just is not just a word. Like he went to hell, he beats he beats the hell. <laughs> you know, he went to hell and he beats the hell out of. Oh my God, this pun is begging for attention. He went to hell and he beats the hell out of out of the devil. Made an open show, disgraced the guy. Disgraced guy. So the next time you are thinking, the next time those voices are coming from hell, hell, the next time those voices are coming from hell to come and talk, to come and say all sorts of things in your head, please remind them. Remind them. Remind them. Remind them and send them back to hell where they belong. Send them back to hell where they belong. I, I, we're going to get to the point how to how to actually do this. How to actually do this. Yeah, we're going to get to that point, right? The fourth point, you are sanctified. You are sanctified. You know, you know, let me touch on this justification a little. Jesus has justified you. He's, he's not holding anything against you. But the devil will always try to remind you that, oh, look at the thing you did in the past. Look at this one you did in the past. From today, remind the devil. You Be, be the one to be reminded. Don't wait for the devil to come and remind you. Just randomly, during your day, Randomly, as you are going about your day, just randomly stop and say, Oh, my devil, you, you are such a loser, Shao. Like, how will, how will somebody, how will you fail on earth and then you still fail in your own house? Re, be the one, remind, don't wait for the devil to come and remind you. Be the one, be on the offensive side. Look for trouble. Look for trouble. Do you understand? Be the one to be looking for. Be on the offensive side. You are on the defensive and you are on the offensive. When, when, when it feels like you are getting weak and these voices are coming, defend. What defense do you have? Your defense is in the word, guys. It's in the word of God. Hallelujah. The next point, you are sanctified. Listen. Listen. 
you are sanctified. You are sanctified. To be sanctified, let me explain what sanctification means. To be sanctified means you are you <laughs> you you have been set apart. That's what sanctification means. He has he has set you apart for his use. And I want to this one. I'm talking to those in this point. I'm talking to those that feel like, oh, Jesus cannot use me. God can God ever use me? I'm talking to those that 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 keep asking themselves that question. Listen, listen. I'm talking to those that keep asking themselves that question. Can God really use me? Can I ever be used by God with everything I have done? Can I ever be used by God? Public service announcement. I hope you know that those people you see in the Bible, those people that are used by God that you see in the Bible, I hope you know that they didn't drop from heaven as saints. I hope you know that they didn't drop from heaven as, as clean people. I hope you know that they didn't, they didn't come from heaven as people that had their, had their record straight, had the record straight. I hope you know they came as 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 people that you know they had flaws too. They had flaws. They had flaws too. I want to I want you to open to the to First Corinthians six. Oh, glory to God! The Lord is helping us tonight. How many of you are, are blessed tonight? How many of you are blessed? You are getting blessed tonight. The Lord is helping us. Don't worry. Wait till we are done. Wait till we are done, and then you will not you will not tell me what which devil can stand in your way. First Corinthians 6, verse. Oh Jesus, help us. Verse 11. I, I, let, let me start reading. Verse from verse 9. It says, Know ye not that your righteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor adult idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor conversions, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Now this is the verse I'm going to verse 11. And such were some of you, but you are washed. Oh Jesus, can somebody say I am washed? I am washed. And such were some of you, but you are washed. Oh, maladabalahai. And such were some of you. Listen, you were fun, you were used to be a fornicator, used to be an idolater, used to be a, a, an adulterer, used to be this, used to be a thief, used to be effeminate, used to be covetous, used to be a drunkard, you used to be all these things. But such were some of you, but you are washed. Oh, the power is in that but. The power is in the but. <laughs> it says, but you are washed, but you are sanctified. But you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Did you see that? You used to be all these things. But, but, the but is where the, is where the power is. But you are washed. But you are washed. But you are washed. To be sanctified is, it means to be, to be made clean. To be made clean. To be set apart. For, for the master's use. To be so, this I'm talking to those that I've, I've, I've never thought, Oh my god, can I ever be used by God? Can I ever be no, 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 but you are washed. Okay, I agree. I agree that the the if your mouth before can could not be used by, by God, but you are washed. I agree that the 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 uh, Natalie of the or, or before could not be used by God, but you are washed now. I agree. 
that the victor before could not be used by God, but you are washed. That is the point. This is the point. Right now you are washed. So um, your past used to be, I, I agree, I agree that you com committed several abortions and you, you, you don't think you can be free, but you are washed. I agree that you used to be, you know, a, a fornicator and all that, but you are washed. But you are washed. That is it. You are washed. You have been washed by the precious blood of Jesus. You are sanctified. Such were some of you. You are washed. But then let me explain to you. Sanctification has two parts, right? The part of God, the part God had to play was to wash you. In his precious blood right the part God had to play was to wash you and and he had played that part to wash you in the precious blood of God but now there is a part you have to play the part you would have to play can you open your Bibles I want to show you something in your Bible to show you the part you have to play the part God had to play is first Corinthians 6 verse 11 the part you have to, um, 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 you know, you would have to pay. It said, it says, um, in, is in, is in, is in Philippians 4, verse 8. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are pure. The part you have to play is in John 17, 17. It says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So the part, what, what, what part did I say God had to play? It was in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 11. So the part you have to play is in John 17, 17. And what does it say? It says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Jesus has communicated different deep truths in the Bible through the word of God. There are deep truths that have been communicated to us through the word. Deep truths that have been communicated to us through the word. So um, you could have been... Uh, let me. I, I'm saying this to those that have had issues right i'm addressing these things one after the other the justification i said the, i i spoke to those that have been battling with guilt right whatever you battle with guilt sanctification i'm saying this to those that have been battling with one sinful habit or the other listen jesus has washed you number one then the role you have to play is that, that's the, the second part of sanctification. Sanctify them through thy truth. Your word is truth. It's to renew your mind with the word of God. The part you have to play is to what? Is to renew your mind with the word of God. What did I say the part you have to play is? To renew your mind with the word of God. Renew your mind with the word of God. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 renew it says do not conform to the things of this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind so it is it is true that Jesus has sanctified you it is true that he has made you clean it is true that he has made you holy it is true that he has made you he has made you he has made you whole but then the part you have to play is to renew your mind 
is to renew your mind. Do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That is why you see that many people give their life to Christ today. They're like, oh, I've given my life to Christ today. Uh, okay, so does that mean that I will not sin anymore? Does that mean that, what, how about this addiction that I've been struggling with? What am I going to do? My dear, your power is in the word. You see that somebody that has been a, a thief, right, might still have temptations of, of stealing. Might still have temptations. If they don't renew their mind with the word, they might still have temptations, right? They might still have temptation with the word. With, with, with stealing, they might still face. So the fact that you have been sanctified does not mean you will not still be faced with temptation, right? But, but, but it means you have the power to overcome the temptation. Right now, you now have the power. Let me tell you a, a story about myself. I used to have, I used to have these bad thoughts, these crazy thoughts come into my head. It was so bad at a point. You know, I have these crazy thoughts just coming to my, all sorts of thoughts coming to my head. It was so bad at a point. I, I would be, all sorts of things will be fighting into my, inside my head. I'll be so scared. And it was so bad. And I said, this thing has to stop. But what do I do? What do I do? I took the word of God and I fought with it. I fought with the word of God. And I, I began to tell myself, you know, I began, I went back to the scripture, the Bible that says, whatsoever things are pure, Philippians 4, 8, 4, 8. He says, whatsoever things are, are holy, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue or if there be any praise, think on these things. And I'll begin to declare, my mind is pure. My mind is holy. I, 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 I think on only pure things. I think on only holy things. I think on only pure things. Sometimes it got so, it, it, it got so bad that I will break down in tears. I'll be shedding tears. I'll be like, God, will these thoughts ever leave? Will these thoughts ever leave? I'll be shedding tears. I'll be crying. I'll be like, my mind is pure. My mind is holy. I do not think bad thoughts. I do not think evil thoughts. My mind is holy. My mind is pure. In the name of Jesus, I'll begin to pray. I'll begin to, you know, it's Philippians 4, 8. Not Philippians 4, 11, please. Philippians 4, 8. I'll begin to say these things. Do you know that when that thinking stopped I didn't know do you know I did not know when it stopped do you know I did not know when it stopped I didn't know I just realized one day that oh my god when last did I think when last did I have those crazy thoughts I realized one day and I broke down in tears and I'm like god god are you are you is this for real so this word is really powerful is this for real it was so surreal to me. And I'm telling you, that is how to deal with this. this uh, for those of you struggling with addictions, for those of you struggling with one thing or the other, what does the Bible say about you? It says, it says you are not, you are not, you, 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 you do not have the bondage again to sin. So get up and declare the word of God over your life. That now, sin has no dominion over me. In the heat of temptation, in the heat of temptation, get up and declare. Let me, let me, let me, let me give you this testimony. There was, there was someone that came to me one time and told me of how he, he was addicted to sex, right? He told me of how he used to, he's addicted to sex and he, he cannot break free. He said, and then what I just did, what we just did was to prescribe scriptures. 
Listen, just the way you prescribe drugs to a sick man, you prescribe, you know, medications to a sick man. The word of God can be prescribed as drugs, as, as you know, medications to a person going through stuff. The word of God can be prescribed as medication. I took the word and I said, come, let us just do it for a month. And then I was monitoring this guy for... At some point, I got really busy. You know, I can get really busy because of the messages that are coming. I can get really busy. And so I got really busy. And then I could not really monitor him again. I could not monitor him again. And then I just left him. I left him to be doing what he was doing. About six months to one year later, about six months to one year later, I, I got we got a DM. And I opened the DM. And it was from this, my friend. He said, Sissy... Do you remember last year when I came to your, when I came to your, um, when I came to your DM and I told you about my struggles, I told you about my struggles and you, you gave me the word of God, like which I should be reading the word of God. I should be studying the word of God right now. I'm happy to tell you that it's been over. Um, is it six months instead of one year? And I have not, I have not gone back to you know, fornication. I, 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 I am, I am now clean. I am now, you know, whole. Addiction does not have a hold over me. You know, that that these are the testimonies that these are the testimonies that I just sit down and I'm like, God, if this is in God, then tell me who it is. If this is in God, tell me who it is. So this is why we don't leave new converts to go on their own because there is still a work we have to do in their lives. This is when, even when you said, okay, I've given my life to Christ. It doesn't end there. There's still a work you have to do in your life. And that is going, 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 going into the word of God. Going into the word of God. Hallelujah. I hope you're getting blessed tonight. Two more, um, um, three, um, three more points, two more points to go and we are done. The third, the, the fifth point, you have the nature of God. You have the nature of God. You have the nature of God. Hey, listen, 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 listen. You have the nature of God. You know, I look like my father a lot. I'm a very fine, fine lady. See, I'm so pretty. Guys, just a disclaimer. It's not pride, but it is the truth. It is what it is. I am such a beauty. But then growing up, growing up, I used to look like my dad. I look like my dad a lot. I look like my dad, right? I used to look like my dad when I was, you know, growing up. And so, every, anybody that sees me on the road, you know, that knows my parents, you know, and sees me on the road, right, just looks at me and says, are you not so-so-so-and-so person's daughter? This thing used to be very annoying. It used to be so annoying because I'm like, eh, I, I, I'm his daughter. Because it, it, to me then, I wasn't so wise. I was just a child. To me, it meant, it meant, to me, it meant that I was, I was a... I was, I, 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 I look like a boy, you know. To me, that, that meant I look like a boy. So the person will see me and say, um, are you not, are you not, are you not, um, um, what's the name? So, 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 and so person's daughter. Are you not so, 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 and so person? Some people will see me and will be, they'll be kind enough to, some people will see me and be kind enough to say, okay, are you not, and they will mention my mommy's name, right? Someone will see me and they'll be kind enough to mention my mom's name and say, okay, oh, you not Mrs. So-so-so-and-so person's daughter. And 
This thing made me understand. Please, please, let's focus. Let's focus. Let's focus. This thing makes me understand, right? This thing makes me understand. It has made me to understand that somebody can actually see you and and suspect that I suspect that this child, this person is a child of God. You have the nature of God in you. It's called the life of Christ. It's called Zoe. Right? It's called the life of Christ. Have you ever gone anywhere before and people see you and say, is this person a, this person, you look like a Christian. And you're like, please, I, did I write Christian on my forehead? I'm not even wearing, I'm not even wearing a clothes that they wrote Christian or anything. But there's this, there's this vibe, there's this vibe that comes off you. There's this, there's this um, odor, you can smell it actually. You, people can perceive it. People can perceive it. They, they can know that nah, nah, this person is, is, is a child of God. You have it in you. It's called Zoe, the life of Christ, the nature of God. So I, I, I'm speaking to the people I'm in, with, with this particular one, with this particular point. I'm speaking to the people that, that you know, always tell themselves that, see, this is who I am. Me, if anybody, if anybody does anything, I will, I will finish them in my house. In my house, we don't have patience. I'm speaking to you that you are not that kind of a person. That is not who you are. You are patient because your father is patient. I'm speaking to that person that has struggled with anger. That I said, see, in my family, we have anger issues. We have anger issues. I'm speaking to you. You don't have anger issues. Your father doesn't have anger issues. Listen, your father doesn't have anger issues. You cannot have anger issues. The same way people look at you and they can de- de- detect the parents. They, 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 can, they can tell your parents. It is, it is the same way they, they, they can look at you and they can tell that you are a child of God. It's the same way. You don't have anger issues. You don't have, you don't have all those, you don't have all those, um, oh, look at me. I don't take rubbish. If anybody does anything, I will beat them. No, no, no. You are not like that. You're not like that. That is not who you are. That is not who you are. You, you are not, you are not, you are, it is not who you are. It is not who you are. Come on. You have the nature of God in you. You are loving. Listen, you are patient. You are kind. You are obedient. You are, you are, you are, you are tender hearted. You don't have, you are not a hard girl. You're not a hard guy. Your father is not a hard guy. You are not all those things. You know, you are not all those things. Right? You, 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 you really are not all those things. You are, you are not all those things. You are who God has said you are. And this is who, who God says you are. Yeah, you when God sees you, he sees Jesus. You are you have God. You you embody God. You carry God. You carry God. Like you are you are you are you are you are oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I mean, I mean, if this is not deep, then I don't know what is. If this is not deep, then I don't know what is. You know, you have the nature of God in you. You can also open, you can also write um, Romans chapter 6. You can also read, let's also read, I will soon be done. One more point and we are done. One more point and we are done. But then let me just, just allow me flog this issue a little bit. Allow me flog this issue a little bit. Romans chapter 6 verse 16. 
to 18 he says know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves to to whom you yield yourself servants to obey you are you are servants to whom you obey whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness but god be thanked that you were servants of sin but you have obeyed but now you have obedient hearts you have obe- you were servants of sin before you used to be you used to have the nature of sin whereby you fall for them temptation before temptations come self you don't fall you fall in but not anymore guys not anymore not anymore not anymore not anymore not anymore this is who you are this is who you are this is who you are blessed loved sanctified oh my god oh my god the very last point i want to flog the very last point see this last point is for those that are have that face oppression at night you know face oppression from the devil at night you face all sorts of things you 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 think you have generational one thing or the other you know um listen you are seated with christ you are seated with christ you are what what did i say you are seated with christ forgive me i used to be i used to teach primary school i used to teach nursery school students so when i say something i want them to repeat after me right so i say what did i say you are seated with christ what did i say you are seated with christ you know that kind of you know that you know that vibe that they give off in primary school ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 it says and has raised us up together listen no listen no listen no and has raised us up together right and made us sit and made us sit together in heavenly places in christ jesus in christ jesus he has he has raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places in christ jesus let's read first corinthians chapter 1 verse 20 to 21 so first corinthians 1 20 to 21 you know um before that time okay it started from first corinthians 1 15 let's read 15 to 21 15 to 21 you know um let, uh, let me let me jump to 18 or uh, to 17 it says that the god of our fa- of our father lord jesus that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us world who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and has set him in his own right hand in heavenly places far above somebody scream far above like legit screams far above principalities and power and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but is that but also in that which is to come and has put all things under his feet verse 22 and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head of all things over his church come on this is this is where you are seated so the, uh, 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 I, I want to speak i want to speak to people that you know you have you you, you are you are scared of you are scared of um, demons you're scared of can except if demons can come and meet you when you are seated with christ far above is the only reason why you think that demons can be able to attack you except where courses can come and meet you they, 
Say, oh, those in our family, there is this cause following us. And you two, you are back. Say, they did what nonsense. Except you can come and meet you far above. Somebody, I, I like to tell this story everywhere I go. And I'll keep telling this story. I'll keep telling this story as long as. I remember when someone threatened me. This person was a child of God. And the person came and then he threatened, you know, he just made it, made it, gave a threat. He, he claims he's also a son of God. And then he, he, he made some threats. He said, between, between three days, this, 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 this thing will happen to you. I was scared. I was, I was, I was almost scared. I was not altogether scared. I was almost scared. But then I went back to my Bible and I saw what God has called me. I saw who God has made me to be. The kind of boldness I came back with. The kind of boldness I came back with. See, you, you, you can only allow the devil mess with you when you don't know who you are. When you don't know what your identity is. So for, for, for those of you that have been struggling, those of you that have been, that have been struggling with one kind of, you know, demon attack, rushing you, coming to you in the night. Oh my God. From now on, you know what to do. Don't, 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 don't come. I, I must not hear it that any of you attend, that attended, that attended this, this um, boot camp and is listening to this one. I must not hear it that there was a point in your life where uh, somebody threatened you. He said he's a man of God. And then he said he saw visions that you have to marry him. And that if you don't marry him, you will die within three days. Who says? Who says? Who? 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 Like who? Who? I've, 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 I've heard people come to tell me these things before. That, hey, ma, sissy, somebody told me the, the man is a Christian. He said if I don't marry him, he said I'm going to. And then, who? 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 Who is saying? Who is saying? See, eh, I, I hope that with these things you have heard tonight, I hope that with these things you have heard tonight, you will not be like the prodigal son, elder brother. You will not be like the prodigal son, elder brother, that doesn't know his place. I hope you know your place. I hope you know your place right now. I hope you know your place. Listen, I, 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 I hope your eyes have been opened. I hope your eyes have been opened to know your place. And so, how, how, how exactly do you fight with your identity? Just two things. Just three things. How to fight with your identity. Number one, believe it. Number two, declare it. And number three, remind yourself every day. Number one is what? Believe it. Number two, declare it. Number three, remind yourself every day how to use your identity in Christ. How to fight with your identity in Christ. How to fight with your identity in Christ. Number one, believe it. Number two, declare it. And number three, remind yourself. Remind yourself. Repeat it. Believe it. Declare it. Repeat. Okay, instead of remind yourself, let's use the word repeat it. Number one, believe it. Number two, declare it. Number three, remind yourself or repeat it. Anyone? Number one, believe it. Number two, declare it. Number three, see, some, sometimes you have to go physical. Sometimes you have to go really physical. Like sometimes you have to do as if you are seeing the devil in your front and you are having a conversation, punching him in his face. The only way you can punch the devil in his face is through the word. You spit the word back to his face. 
You spit it back at his face. So what are those things that you've been struggling with? Chew the word of God. You chew it. Chew the word of God. And you spit it on his face, guys. Insult him with the word. Win. 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 In the name of Jesus. A time where we're supposed to end. This thing is um, two, two hours the daily. We're supposed to be ending now. And so... Um, I, 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 I hope you are being blessed. I hope you are being blessed. I hope that whoever came here with struggling identity, I hope that whoever came here with, you know, you know, identities that you've been struggling with, you've been, I, I just hope, I just hope that right now, <laughs> you, 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 you have been so mighty be blessed and you can face and you can demand, you can demand for your, for your properties. And enjoy it in Christ. You can demand your properties and enjoy it in Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is how we win. This is what we know that we win. This is what we know that people can come and threaten us with all sort of all sort of nonsense. And we can stand and say, if if you know, we can stand and even threaten them, <laughs> threaten them with the word. Glory to God. Glory to God. So right now we'll be taking questions. But before then, can we just pray in the Holy Ghost? If you know how to pray in tongues, please pray in tongues. If you know, somebody said we, sh- I, we should not stop. We should continue. You all don't mind. Oh my God, please don't put me in trouble. Don't put me in trouble. Before we ask the questions, can we just begin to pray in the word? You know, can we just begin to pray? I want you to declare the word. Declare the word. Declare the word. Declare the word of God. Declare the word of God. We are not, we're not just making mouth. We're not fronting. We are saying it because it is what it is. This is who we are. This is who we are. This is who we are. Declare the word. Declare the word. Declare the word. Ah, Declare the word. Declare the word. Declare it. I am loved. I am loved. I am desirable. I am favored. I am this. I, I, I am loved. In the name of Jesus, I am justified. I am sanctified. Guilt has no hold over me. I am chosen. Jesus chose me. God chose me. In the name of Jesus, this is who I am. Sin has no dominion over me. Sin has no dominion over me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody scream glory to the name of the Lord. I'm trying not to disturb uh, my neighborhood so I don't get arrested. If not, I would have screamed this roof down. Somebody scream glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay, so um, very quickly we go to asking our questions. We'll answer just a few questions. And we're done for tonight. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Thank you, Sissy. The first question. I am a mom of two. I have been struggling with my self-esteem after birth because of my mommy pouch. Does thinking of I think it's pronounced liposuction, you know, like what you okay. say Okay. Does, does thinking of that mean I am not standing in my identity in Christ? Thinking of doing mm-hmm. this, does not stand in the Okay, so I understand that question. Okay, so she says she's a mom of two, and she 
she has been having some um, so she's thinking of um, uh, doing a, a liposuction does it mean you don't understand your identity in Christ well um, anything that has to do with your health you know it is we need this body to live on this world we need this body to live on this earth right it is this body that we need to live on this earth so whatever you need to do whatever you need to um, if there is anything I would advise that you seek medical counsel first before you do anything right if it demands that you have to do that you know maybe to take away the fat or to take away whatever it is that is not making you comfortable that is having issues with your health you know God gave um, us God gave humans wisdom God gave humans wisdom to be able to do these things um, because he knows that these things would would come up once you know once in a while you know at one point or the other do you understand so if you feel like first of all I would advise you seek medical counsel and you know the side effects of what you're doing it doesn't mean you don't understand your identity in Christ your health put your health put your your, your health is priority here right your, it does not mean you don't understand your identity in Christ it's just like somebody getting a corrective maybe um, there is something wrong with your face and you want a corrective face surgery right it doesn't mean that the fact that you want a, a, a face surgery to correct your face or to do something to make your face better doesn't mean you don't understand your identity in Christ right do you understand that please so um, seek medical advice first first seek medical advice then when you seek medical advice first then if if it if it has to if there are no remedies if it has to come to that please seek medical advice and then know the best option to take for yourself but the fact that you want to um, like I said your health matters a lot your health matters a lot so if that thing is something that is having to tamper with your health and you have to correct it to make sure that you are healthy please please go ahead and um, um, seek medical advice and do what you have to do yeah next question okay I think I answered that question already answer that question in um, 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 number six identity Somebody who doesn't understand their identity in Christ and is um, and is scared of demons. See, the moment you understand your identity in Christ, the moment you understand who you are in Christ, it's it's it, it, it will take gra- it will take a gradual process, right? Um, I, I would advise that we listen to messages. We keep listening to keep jo- being a part of the body of Christ, listening to messages, listening to these things. What, again and again and listening to testimonies of people that have dealt ruthlessly with the devil people that have dealt ruthlessly with the devil listen to the testimonies and then you know you you build your own confidence on the word of god so build your confidence so i'm sure that with verse six you should know why demons have no hold over you and then where did but anyway where did the fear come from i think you should trace where the fear came from how did the fear start where did the fear come from? How did it start? How did it start? Where did it come from? Like trace it. And then when you can successfully trace where it came from, you can really deal with it. You know, declare the word of God over it. Declare the word of God. Maybe you are having issues. Declare to yourself that I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. Demons, I, I, me and demons, we are not mates. We are not mates. 
you know, this is how you build your confidence. You build your confidence. It will not happen in a day. As you keep doing it, as you keep renewing your mind, it's a continuous process. You, you build your confidence in Christ. Do you understand? Yeah, next question is, okay, okay, let me read you the question. The question says that, why is it that, why is it that when you fall for a temptation or when you fall for an addiction or a sin, you don't feel like praying anymore or you don't feel like being in the gathering of believers. It's, I think the reason is it's quite because you feel, you feel disappointed. You feel disappointed. You know, it's just like a grown-up child, a child that used to wear pampas before. A child that used to wear pampas before, right? A child that used to wear pampas before, but as, as is, um, the parents are trying to stop him from wearing pampas, and then one day, um, he has finally stopped wearing the pampas. And then one day, he sold himself, right? He sold himself and um, messed up his body. He will be ashamed to go and meet his, 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 his mother. He will be ashamed to go and meet his father because he feels like, I, I, I'm not supposed to do this, right? I'm not supposed to do this. But then, at the end of the day, the child will still have to go and meet the father because it's only the father or the mother that has the remedy to that their issue. So I understand that you find it, you, you kind of feel somehow, it's, it's guilt, it's just basically guilt. Or, and it shows that you are growing. It shows that you are growing because um, it, it, it shows that you know that you are not supposed to be doing this. Right? Do you understand? It shows that you are not supposed to be doing this. It shows that you are you are you are not supposed to be doing what you are doing it shows that you know that you are not supposed to be doing what you are doing right and so what you do is that you just get up you in, in that very state you cry to god for mercy please don't let don't let it linger don't let sin don't let that um, um experience the experience of sin linger for longer than it is don't let it linger because sooner or later you will still have to go and meet god but please don't 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 let it linger. You you are feeling guilty because you know that it's not something you're supposed to do. You know it's not something you're supposed to do. But then even at that, you, you know you still have to go and meet him at the end of the day. So I think the reason why you feel like you don't want you don't want to meet God is because of the guilt you feel. But then immediately repent of it. Immediately repent of it and continue your relationship with God. You will not always fall for sin. You won't always fall for temptation. One day, as you keep reading the word, as you keep showing up in God's presence, as you keep fellowshipping with other believers, you keep feeding your spirit. One day, your spirit is going to be strong enough to withstand your flesh. Do you understand? So keep doing it. Keep doing it. Yeah, so next question, please. Is it normal to struggle with loving God? How can I love Him in all measure? And then for people to struggle with loving God because... Cannot relate to the love of the Father. What would you advise? Okay, okay. So, um, is it, it the, the question says that um, for people who struggle with loving God, it, it says, is it possible to struggle with loving God? How can I love Him more? The way you can love God more is to ask Him to help you love Him, right? When you are in a relationship, when you are in a relationship with a person, right? Um, for example, if the person's love language is the person's love language is words of affirmation, the person likes to hear words of affirmation. But you go ahead to be buying gifts 
you are buying gifts for the person you keep buying gifts spoiling the person with gifts thinking that oh you are you are actually loving the person a time is going to come when that person will feel quite unloved and if you actually sit down to have a discussion about it you will see that this is coming you you have a fault somewhere right and you you you, you if if you you listen well enough if you listen well enough you begin to do what the person loves to do so that the person feels loved by you right it's only god that can help us love him so for that person that is having issues struggling with the love of god just i want you to say this prayer every day when you wake up say this prayer every day father help me to really love you and one way you can and one way you can love god you can really love god is um, true obedience obedience to little things the joy is going to give you the joy is going to give you right the joy is going to give you is going to be second to none right so if you are struggling with loving god every day when you wake up just pray this prayer i used to have this issue too so this is what i did i just prayed lord help me to love you help me to genuinely love you with all my heart help me to love you with all my soul help me to love you with all my mind say that prayer every day and god will draw you to him god will help you love him next question let's just take up one or two more and what up when you have a nightmare or have a bad dream how does one address that knowing your identity in christ okay when you have a nightmare or you have a bad dream and you okay um first of all not all bad dreams are from the devil some bad some some dreams might might look bad might just be a revelation right of god showing you what is to come and demanding that you take steps to pray to get rid of it but then some dreams are for the case of nightmare for those of you that have nightmare you wake up and you just suddenly start shouting and you have a nightmare you use the word of god to declare in, something happened one time when i was younger there was this girl i used to see in my dream and when when i see her in my dream she was my friend when i see her in my dream i will not eat 6 it's um the time is supposed to be 7 to 9 p.m. but we are over we overshot a little bit we are going to close just give us one or two minutes more please and we are sorry it's 7 to 9 p.m. every day but then we are shooting please give us um two minutes more and we'll be done or three more minutes by 9:15 will be done by God's grace. So, okay, so as I was saying, I used to see this particular girl in my dream and then um I I would be I want to shout Jesus. If you have ever had that experience before, you know what I'm saying? I want to shout shout Jesus, but then did Jesus get stuck in my throat? I'm like I could not shout Jesus. I could not do anything and I could not run away from it, right? I could not run away from it. But then here is what happened one day. What happened one day? I I as I began to grow, I stopped having that experience. So as I began to grow, I began to read the word of God. I began to study the word of God. Then one night like that, I think I had a nightmare. I had a nightmare in my dream, and you won't believe what happened. I spoke in tongues in my dream, and I spoke in tongues from my dream to reality. So this thing happens. You feed your you feed your heart with the word of God to the to the extent that even in your dream. You know your dream you can recognize how to pray in your dream right you have this i spoke in tongues from my dream waking up and i was declaring the word of god and that was how that uh, experience stopped forever that was how i overcame so um if you are having this experience it means that you need to beef up your word word study level study the word 
and make sure that you are filled with the word and you know to attack the enemy. Yeah. So um any other question? One more question. One more question and we're done. Smart. Hello. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah, can you hear you now? Can one walk on a spiritual life and renew his mind in a family where no one pays attention to God? Okay, in a family where no one pays attention to God. I'm so sorry that you are in a family where no one pays attention to God. But thank God for the digital, thank God for the COVID-19 that happened last year. It has made many of the churches. Okay, the question says, how can one pay attention to God in a family where no one pays attention to God, where no one is interested in God, right? God, I want you to know that God has sent you as a savior to that family. Obadiah 1.19 says, and Obadiah 1.21 says, and Savior shall arise upon Mount Zion to judge the Mount of Esau, and the kingdom shall be the Lord's. So how you can... Um, um, I, I'm, we are grateful that the COVID-19 drove many of the churches to have established presence online, right? Have established presence online. So you can actually join churches. You can join churches uh, online, join their services online, and then have a circle of believers as friends. That's why from this boot camp, we are going to be pairing people if you are going to be interested in having a circle of friends right if you're going to be having a circle if you're going to be interested in having a circle of friends this bootcamp you're going to be able to connect with people have a circle of people have a circle of friends by the grace of god very soon you're going to be you're going to actually win those people over you're going to win those people over you're going to win your family over to god they will see the glory of god in your life and they are going to come but for now just keep your circle of friends close and then go to a Bible-believing church and then have a community. In, you know, the church is a community that supports you. If you're not being stopped from going to church, please go to a church, Bible-believing, and then um, volunteer to be a worker, you know, an active worker so that you can mix properly with them and they can know you can have a real sense of family. I think that's it's going to be so beautiful and you are, you are, you are not going to ever feel lonely. Honestly, you're not going to ever feel lonely. I think that's all we can take for now. I mean, there are any other questions? Can we just begin to bless the name of the Lord? I'm sure you've been blessed tonight. I am sure you've been blessed tonight. Now you know you are loved. You know you are justified. You know you are sanctified. You know you are not guilty. You know you are not condemned. God does not condemn you. Now you know that you are washed.